0: Oh my God. I wonder <laughs> if he's recording or not.: I think That's I such am. a prolific beep. It was pretty quiet. <laughs> oh actually, <laughs> didn't even go like above
1: 0. 0.5 or whatever in the little
0: scale. So, I mean, I know you might be coming in hot with it, but say what you will. This series is truly one of the more creative. But uh, maybe maybe delivering that high saturation of weird just kind of numbs the senses a little bit. You know, it's it's just like a little bit of a chore, <laughs> a little of a chore. I, I I've said this in the past. I'll reiterate it, but we we'll, we'll get into it. I guess I start this one. So I'm. You know what? I'm gonna clap it for me. Whoa. for me, me. You know, he's a dominant little boy I'm today. A dominant boy today. So there it is. Welcome back to Epology, everybody. I am your transient and confused Professor Ricky. What's up, y'all? I'm Ethan. Yeah. It's been a transient week so far, and uh, living with my brother for a couple days, maybe living somewhere else for a couple days if he's tired of me, but uh, the water damage talked about last week, that's the effect this week is I can't be in my place. I went and visited. It's a fucking heat sink. Like 90 degrees. We had to turn the AC off because we had the foolhardy idea of maybe just just toughing it out. But with like 11 heaters and fans drying the entire sub four, it's like even AC at full blast all the time can't combat the temperature rise. It's like you need a literal nuclear power plant just to power that place. Genuinely, yes. So, living, <laughs> living elsewhere for now. Save us cash, save us energy bills, stuff like that. But um, I had a very, very strange incident when, uh, when me and my brother tried to uh, order food recently. I got a few, fun. so I'm actually like a little bit hype about this. You got, a little bit, you got a couple of these? So, it was the first night. So, it was Friday night. We were gonna, you know what? We haven't had Chinese in a, in a while. We want some hot nudes. So let's get some hot nudes. So we um, we are going to. Hot uh, nudes. Oh, the hottest nudes. Like spicy ass noodles. I think I can see where this is gonna go wrong already. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the wrong website, bud. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. That's on me. So I decide I'm gonna order for both of us. We, you know, I get my bourbon chicken. He gets his abachi chicken. We get our stuff. I get told by this particular food delivery service that the restaurant we were ordering from couldn't service that. And they just straight up cancel it. We're like, what the fuck? So Joe decides to order from the same chain at a different location with a different delivery service to try to mix everything up. And the moment that the other location takes theirs... My phone pops a notification up that says, hey, your order was delayed, but it's being made right now coming in 40 minutes. (laughs) So we have double order of this stuff coming and we can't cancel either of them because now they're both locked in. We were told straight up that it was canceled on mine, at least. And so I ordered a large. And if you've ever ordered Chinese food larges, they're like a crate of meat. Like a crate of food. Yeah, I mean, you'd be better off trying to feed a football team. I think with a couple larges, you might be able to do that. Yeah. That's, how big they, that's how big they are. And I had that large because I knew like, okay, I'll have a couple le- leftovers, some cheap lunches, no big deal. So we have two larges of each order and an entire army of egg rolls coming to our place. And they got there within two minutes of each other. Oh Just my an God. onslaught of, of MSG riddled chicken. And it's like was great, but that's all I've been eating for the last like four days. That would like borderline piss me off, I think. I was a little pissed. I was like, you guys told me to my face over the the app and a phone call that it was canceled. So I'm like, cool. And then the the place was just like <laughs> you fucking thought you're getting your you're getting your mood. You know, you're fucking from BL. a
1: different location though. Same dude. chain.
0: We did different locations because we thought, okay, this place just can't handle it, it's too busy, whatever. So we want some the other location for this. Uh, so that's fucking wild. It was like a hundred dollars worth of Chinese food. Oh my god! <laughs> so I Actually, still have leftovers right now. That makes I haven't me finished. feel a little sick just thinking about that. It's a lot, dude. It was a lot. But what do, you, what do you mean you have? Yeah.
1: So I've got two unrelated stories. So one day someone rung my doorbell, and I'm I'm not expecting anybody. So I get on, I go downstairs, and it's like an Uber Eats guy, and I'm like, hey. Hi. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I got your Chick-fil-A. I'm like, I didn't order Chick-fil-A, dog.
0: What? <laughs> yeah.
1: And he goes, oh, all right. So I, I go back inside. I walk upstairs, whatever. I, I didn't leave my front door for, for like a few days. And I go back and it's just fucking sitting there and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Well, he just left it there. Yeah, I was like, oh I mean, I never what? thought to like go check again. I, I wouldn't either. Because like I always was... leave out the other side. Sure, sure. So I've like literally hadn't opened my front door, and I'm like, why the fuck is there a high C <laughs> sitting in my you know on my like porch? A fucking high C. Yeah, high C and I don't I never opened the bag because like obviously it's, it's been yeah, sitting there for five right. fucking days. And the name was like Marguerite or something. I'm like, do I look like a marguerite to you, boss? That might be what I call you now as Marguerite. Well, <laughs> anyway, so that was annoying and wild. And then this is an even weirder story. So uh, I Uber Eats five guys occasionally. That's sure.
0: probably one of the only things I really Uber Eats. It's honestly worth Uber Eating. But
1: I always order from the one that's like really close to us. Yeah, like yeah, I know where that is, yeah. Yeah, like maybe...
0: A minute, two minutes away? Yeah, I would say it's at most a five minute round trip. And I go
1: to, to try to get Five Guys. I, I go on through the app and I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. And it's like even suggesting me, oh, you like Five Guys. Here you go. Sure. So I click on it and I order. And then I go in there and, and I'm like, yeah, I'm here to pick up for Ethan. And they're like, we don't have anything for Ethan. And I'm like, what? Wait. Because I even got a notification. Oh, I was ready. I walk in there and I'm like, I'm reading. I'm like, fucking Pelham I'm like oh, why no. so it was literally you went, like a 25 <laughs> minutes in the other direction I'm like why I've never ever ever gone to that one but it, it, did you like click it off a wreck like it's like yes. go, yeah okay so, you hit so the, it wrecked me one that was super uh, far, far, far away, away. I'm like why <laughs> So that actually, like, really, really messed with me because I, like... That pissed me off
0: heavy, I mean, it's
1: borderline a 25-minute drive, and it was, like, pretty late, I think. Yeah. So I had to, like, get in the car, and then I get there, my burger. I think, actually, they were nice, and they, like, held my stuff until I like showed up. That's cool. So they like That's gave cool. me, like, flaming lava hot
0: fries. All right. But yeah. The burger get- was still, like let's com- just say com- lukewarm competent yeah. yeah it was like fine it's like that sweaty warm in like foil kind of just been for around but for a i while. just
1: i could not believe that they would like suggest me one literally clear across town rather than the one
0: that's literally like right five minutes away max yeah but they wrecked it anyway because i think that they're just like looking for patronage maybe but like it's all the same
1: company why wouldn't you be like <laughs> hey the one that's right next to you
0: i don't know and, they, and those that's that's so weird dude I don't know. So bizarre. <laughs> Speaking of bizarre. I'm just like staring at you like, <laughs> is he going to like get there? <laughs> oh, I got there. Today, this is hot, hot, hot off the press of the show we're going to be talking about today. And, um, you know, if you haven't seen it and you're kind of looking for no spoilers, they're going. this is going to be very spoiler heavy in this episode. So immediately warning you now. But today we're talking about one of anime's honestly greatest epics that have been as permeated through the community and the sixth part second part if that makes sense sixth part second third has come out actually um you looked at me like you like you're confused at the third part it did not finish by the way in the second right, half right, right. so so i think it's the second third I'm not quite sure.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, the math was getting a little fucked for me. Yeah, so I've been
0: referring to it
1: as JoJo's
0: Part 6, Part 2. Yes, so we're talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean Part 2. How's that for a fucking mouthful? We got parts on parts on parts in this series. But I I actually was looking very much forward to this because we had a Part 6, Part 1. Episode uh, a way, way while back. I'm talking like 10 months back. And that came hot off the presses too. And one of the things I had said is we're going to have to see more of this to be assertive on our scores. And I think in the content that we got here, my score then was validated. And I would think I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to score and change the score for this part as I get more subsections. So, first impressions, I mean, what do you think of this part? Is this something that. You vibed with, you didn't vibe with. How did you walk away from it?
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I I think the way I want to frame my perspective on this, I guess, episode in general is like, how much more of this can we do the same thing and not really change up like the the formula? Yeah. Like, and I guess my real question is, is like, are people still into this because it's a meme or because they are like genuinely enjoying it? Because for me, it was like. It was pretty uh, pretty much a slog to get through. Um, and, you know, I guess I kind of wonder, like, the monster of the week, which it really is. It's like stand of the week. That is what that is. Literally yeah. every fucking episode, there's a new stand. There's a new bad guy in their way. And it's just like, I mean, at some point, Iraqi, my guy, like, like let's get a story
0: going. I don't know. <gasps> there are a couple elements, I think, in this part, after seeing part two on Netflix, which is where you can go, guys, go watch it. Um, An element here is I think he is learning and evolving in a couple really interesting ways, but they are subtle. I think he understands that his formula does, in fact, work with the larger anime community and people are sucking this stuff down. And and what I had talked about, we way back in the day when Pat Bot was in the show, we had we we were doing the other parts of Jojo. Right. Right. And I had brought up the analogy that watching the show feels like you're eating a really rich red velvet cake. Where if you have a piece, it tastes awesome. It's great. It's it's uh, it's an enjoyable experience. But if you were to sit there and be told eat that whole fucking cake right now, it it you start to get a little bit like bored of something so decadent and rich. And I feel like Jojo's Bizarre Adventure is that show. Bingeability here, I think, is quite hard. I mean, I binged it like straight, um, and at the end, I even told my brother like man, my, my brain is cooked right now. Like trying to binge all to, like 12, four hours total of JoJo's. Is that something you've ever been able to do? Is that something you think I'm off base and you can binge it? Or are you more, more just bored of the formula overall? Uh, personally, I'm extremely bored of the formula, but I think
1: I binged part two, part three significantly easier. Even part four or five, like pretty easy. I, I felt compared to this. This almost feels like, because it's such a small sort of uh, setting and scenario, it's like you walk in the next room and you're in another freaking battle, rather than like, all right, we've moved from Egypt to, uh, I don't know, Kuwait or wherever the fuck. Sure. Oh, no, another stand user like hiding amongst the, the rabble. It's like literally every room they enter, there's another bad guy they have to deal with. And it's almost like... Like, they took um, like that sort of that in-section of part three that was like battle after battle after battle, and they're like, what if we did it all in the same room?
0: <laughs> that, that's, you know what I mean? That's 100% correct in my mind, but uh, to me, though, that might be where we start to deviate, is I feel that JoJo is at its best when natural circumstances both justify the depravity of the villain... If you're going to do Monster of the Week you have to make each individual case each individual monster so to speak actually interesting in their own right and i think a small enclosed setting lends better to jojo in my mind than maybe a long-winded broad adventure but how also that being set in a jail every adversity every uh monster each week so to speak is justified in their depravity because they're like in the highest security prison it's meant to look like an alcatraz kind of thing like so i really like the setting and the pacing for this but i get what you're saying though where it's like it's so much every single bit like i can only really take this two three episode chunks at a time before i need to get like a break like a week break in between right we did not have the luxury for that in this case but at the same time I I I totally resonate with what you're saying because I need to just put this down for a moment. Um, the, there's nothing quiet, there's nothing peaceful about JoJo. It's all it's all high octane all the time in a way that's like it, it, it can be a lot for some people. I think.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's like I, I'm trying to like equate it to like really any other type of like media even like, like I, I I almost just want Iraqi to like maybe chill on the spaz on the, on the page kind of scenario and like actually try to put a story together. Cause like, if you really think about it, like the story beats for this entire season so far is really like three important things. And then everything else in between is just like, let's, let's put another, you know, really weirdly dressed prisoner, with some crazy power. Like, while I, of course, respect his ability to come up with, like, all these random stands with all these different powers and stuff like that, it just feels like it's sort of like um, taking away from his, you know, maybe the effort he could have been putting into, like, like a long, arching story. Like, I don't know about you, but I felt like the Dio's bone thing just came out of nowhere. I...
0: There's, there's a lot to unpack there, but... To, to that initial point, yes, the Dio's bone thing was rather odd, and it came kind of just as a random thing out of nowhere. Like, randomly
1: in episode, like, 16 or 17, you're just like, what the I mean, They like- do
0: eventually will go on to explain as to why all of this, and I have some theories about that, but to your other point of putting a story together, I'd actually argue that part one to now is the same damn story. Like, he's putting a massive story together, are we getting lost in the forest for the trees? Right? I just think that the story sucks. I really, if you, if you have a
1: character that is literally like you cannot kill him and he just keeps coming back to fuck with you and your family
0: members. Like it's not a good story. I think, I mean, I think it is because it's like, we aren't seeing the protagonist in a single entity. The family, the Joe star family is the protagonist versus Dio. I like the fact that there is a single villainous entity that is spanning generations, yet each every so often the generations of the Joestar family have to deal with this shit. And I like that a lot because it is persisting a multi-generational story where one side has the generations and the other side is just persisting and like just like a cockroach that just won't leave. And this season I is just proving think, his resilience, which well, is awesome.
1: I think it's possible to make it good. I just don't know if I'm a fan of the actual way that
0: Iraqi has tried to make the story work. Fair. Uh, do, is maybe he took tried to bite off more than he can chew and he's kind of just too deep in the game right now? Is that what's going on? I just feel like it's a very difficult, like, honestly, literary
1: goal here to create a enemy that persists through time and you have generational people fighting back from one family. I think it like you honestly need to be a good writer and like really nuanced. And like the problem is he does not have nuance. He has just like absolute balls to the walls, like visuals. He has like, like cool references. Like I almost, I genuinely am am wondering like, is it the meme like, is Iraqi doing this as a meme and like to be- get to design like cute clothes?
0: I think the second thing for sure. Yeah. The second thing Iraqi's always. And to always, kill dogs. And to kill dogs. Iraqi is always not the dog thing, but you are fucking right. <laughs> um, the He's always been a fan of like high fashion and weird fashion. And he just like probably uses this as an excuse to just like absolutely rip up some designs. But I think, I think. We need to break this down in a way because I'm going to give a very, very, very light synopsis of what's going on in the season and where we start here, spoiler-ish free, and then I want to hit what's probably good or bad with this because it seems that we are quite uh, uh, dis- uh, divisive on this topic. Um,
1: it's think, it's kind of weird. I feel like now that I've seen the part two that I liked part
0: one way more. Really, I I think I I saw part two being what i needed to actually like part one as much as i did like i gave it a score probably higher than it deserved back then and after seeing part two now i see the through line i'm like okay now i now i'm I'm seeing things cooking i got gripes i got notes my dude but where we start is basically jolene as you saw in part one is in green dolphin penitentiary and she's in basically high security prison, and their goal there is to basically, it was of Jotaro, her father, to catch one of Dio's, I guess, henchmen, or someone that led him there, right? Because he was there originally. But her entire mission is to retrieve the memories of her father, Jotaro, because in those memories are some shit that Dio needs for some kind of ultra massive plot. And in the second part, we kind of get that plot a lot more fleshed out. And we kind of are seeing the enroads into the final part because this did not finish it, guys. This is like the, I think, the second part in a three-part trilogy for this season. But it laid down a lot more that actually helped me out a lot. Um well, I don't know. Well, I we, mean, I think it did answer the question
1: we had: is like, is this going to be just twenty-four? That's so weird for them, you know. Right. Like, I and think it's very is
0: clearly not going to just be 24. absolutely not that. But we definitely we we hit endgame stride by the end. Like, definitely by the very end, um, the the has been laid out. The disciples of Dio have basically enacted a plan, and we're seeing kind of the endgame start to play out. So I'm really hyped for it, um, and. I think to start off with, what was I guess good for me? The stand creativity was absolutely top notch here. I think there are some really amazing standout stands <laughs> that will take my funniest guy ever award, please. Um, <laughs> I think you might be waiting for that one for a while. Yeah, four to six to eight weeks for shipping. <laughs> At least when I ordered off Amazon, it's Whatever. coming from China. It's coming from Alibaba. It's cool. <laughs> But yes, the stand creativity was insane. I mean, there were some that really were I think more heady than in past seasons. Um one of them was completely abstract as fuck. Another one was pretty abstract but also very strange. What would you say would would be like your favorite stand in kind of this this chunk? Um
1: so I watched it in dub so the names are kind of fucked. Whatever the zombie one was, uh
0: Sports Max. Sports maximum. Sports maximum was the sub for me. Um, yeah, that's what they call yeah. him. What, what was his ability? What was his that was name supposed to be? I can't remember <laughs> these stand names. They're all either bands or song names because Rocky has kind of this love for like seventies to nineties rock um, and bands like that. So they're all different names. I can probably look it up. While well, there's I'm that, chatting. but there's
1: also like at some point he just switches entirely into uh like designers he did dng which that's I, I right he started going Dolce the, and gabbana yeah he
0: starts going into designers which is and then
1: great. the stand was like yo-yo ma which i thought was so funny yeah a, yeah yo-yo ma
0: oh, ha- yo-yo ma um so yeah his was the ability to i think the condition for his was die he he basically not him (laughs) he did die but for basically him to touch the corpse of anything and he has the ability then to quote-unquote resuscitate their ghost to bring the dead back to this world as invisible instinctual like primal feeding machines essentially they just become rampant zombies yeah
1: i mean so like uh, i want to like i guess Walk back what I said. I liked it and didn't like it at the same time. I I, oh. I don't like characters that are like immortal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's do you know what I mean? Because this is like kind of like
1: fucking stupid. It's oh, like, his was
0: limp biscuit. That's
1: right, yeah, limp, limp biscuit. Limp Bizkit, yes, which they call them limp viscot or uh, something
0: vimp, like that. Uh, vimp a vimp biscuit or something like that.
1: It's like Viscuit, I wanna yeah, say.
0: I think yeah, I think it's like I think it's like Vim Viscuit or whatever, but it, does, it doesn't it matter.
1: Right. Um, but I don't know, like characters like that, I think are just like bad for stories because like you have to win in like a wild, stupid way. Like to be a like quote unquote immortal character. And that's kind of like how I feel like the unfortunate, like <laughs> Dio throughout the, the years you have to win like a dumb shit way or else like he's immortal like what are you gonna do
0: yeah and and the resilience of those characters seem to be problematic unless does, does you it want not, to like, be it right? doesn't
1: draw like drag on you to just have to be fighting the same guy over and over through every episode well, like for Poochie to be like the bad guy through like the, this entire season has been like, Jesus Christ, would you just get to
0: this guy already? We that's the one thing that I, if I were to bring up my first gripe amongst the sea of good is that the translation or the telegraphing of the main baddie in this in this part or in in, in general uh, was kind of subpar here, I think, in past, like Kira, like in part, I want to say four was one of the most fun reveals for like a main baddie. He was just like quietly sadistic and sociopathic and psychopathic and like but he yeah, but him always being there, it wasn't a matter of like trying to find out who he was as an audience member. It was the it was the audience watching him be uber careful to mind game around, you know, Josuke and the boys like out there. But it was almost like he was doing his own thing and they just like happened to
1: brush up against him.
0: Right. It's complete circumstance.
1: Right. Like, complete- where like Poochie is directly like antagonizing our main
0: characters in this series. And it, 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 uh, lost, the, it lost a little bit of the edge of yeah. dropping the villain. Right.
1: But that's where I like, I feel like the part one of this was actually kind of interesting because it was like, "Ooh, let's figure out who's the bad guy. And then I... Am I wrong? Like, did we not know that Pucci
0: was the bad guy by the end of it? Like our cast? Oh, we should have known. Oh, oh, so the cast knowing by the end of part one that he is. Yeah. No, 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 no. We they only found out when Foo Fighters basically was in the truck, right. trying to kill the the one stand user D and G basically, and um, that was when she noticed Father Pucci was kind of just like in the mix of all this, and like. Wait a fucking minute, and then he kind of played his hand a little too early, and was just like, ha you're right, it is me, Dio Light, let's go. It's-a me, yeah. It's-a me, yeah, Dio That's him, right? And I, I don't know, it's just, I think that was one of my gripes, is that it lost a little bit of its edge, and that's something that JoJo's always prided itself on, is that really dropping these you thought, but fuck you, trap card energy and there were some. There were definitely moments of that in this part, like the, and even the su- just the sub part. But we didn't get that with the main villain, in my opinion. Like it felt like a real whimper in, like a whimpery empty entry. No, there's. Well, no I think bang. I'm worried. Like, is yeah. the real villain going to just be Dio
1: again? Oh uh, yeah, basically yeah. I, I think that's what I think that's what's going on. So you have two thirds of a of a <laughs> of a season with no bad, like no real bad guy.
0: And then bad guy just shows up at the end. That's what I'm saying. Right. Is that I think this has always been basically forces of Dio from day one, day one. Like they all have been some finger that Dio has in some pot somewhere. And that's the circum, like from a broader perspective of all the parts, the anime community has seen. I think it's, I think the through line has been really fun and great to see that, but we are evaluating one singular part. And I feel like the villain situation here is a bit of a whimper. It's just not there where we've seen it in the past for sure. But the stand, the stand usage and creativity, who I, I think this might be one of my favorites for sense three that has like some of the most creative stands I've ever seen. So what was your favorite one? It would have to be, I really enjoyed, the idea of um basically jailhouse rock is one later where if the user touches a surface that Jailhouse Rock is basically inside of or touching itself, that user that person, that victim, will only be able to remember the last three pieces of information. Period. That's haunting. And to her point, the user, Mew Mew. She was like, it's even worse than not remember anything at all because you're in this constant cycle of what the fuck was I doing? Right. And, and you only get the last three pieces of information. One new one comes in. The oldest one goes out and you just have this rolling cue of the last three things. And that's it. And to the point where if you remember four guards are coming down the hall or four bullets have been shot at you in the moment, you'll only sense three because you've already forgotten about the other one. Yeah. What a fucking mind trip that like, is. What is that? Like item permanence or something? Yeah, object permanence, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Like, it goes to that level. And that's terrifying to me. Um, I'm trying to think. The other one that they did, Yo-Yo Ma was pretty good, but I Dragon's Dream was weird. Yeah. Dragon's Dream is a stand where the user, which one, it talks back to you, which I think opens up an incredible avenue of, like, sentient partnership stands rather than an extension of self stands where dragons dragons dream basically mouthed off to its user just call I it feel old like there had,
1: has been like that's
0: feels like it's been uh seeded before has it really it feels it, like it it probably has at some point where it felt more partnershipy than really anything else i mean we've seen like 40 million fucking stands by now we've seen a lot of stands by now i yeah. just i don't know how you're not a little bit tired of it I was getting to it. I was getting to that, and I am—I am not tired of it because of the couple subversions that are being done here. Um, the formula and the thing is that one Dragon's Dream is basically a stand that will calculate the best point of entry for an attack or defensive position for a strategy, like a safety strategy when you're facing somebody. And it's the concept of feng shui, where, you know, entry, best point of attack, best point of defense. That really they just don't have good lines. luck, bad luck type it, shit. It's a luck-based Which, fan, like... Which is wild, because they really, like, domino from Deadpool-level shit. Right, but
1: I feel like that's getting a little bit overblown,
0: too. It's a, it's a little... Okay, what do you mean by overblown? Like, a lot
1: of people are using that
0: as, like, a kind of a power in shows. Is it do you feel like it's an oversaturation because what we had before is basically nothing or is it truly oversaturating? Cause I can only think of maybe three examples four maybe kite sort of is like that kind of, but he's at the mercy of his luck, not using it to his advantage. Okay. So that, that's, that's the, <laughs> wow. That's such a fucking, that is a, <laughs> that's, huge world difference. a that's a, a huge world difference. It is. It's a huge Shad- difference. Uh, what do you mean like ha- like being okay what I about re- the guy from bleach uh one of the Fullbringer dudes uh the jackpot fist yeah yeah that's enough a, that's a, that's one of the ones i had where basically he'll punch and the, the longer he's gone without a jackpot the more likely he'll have a jackpot and things will just like happen he'll fucking just like light punch knock trees down blow off a jaw of a captain level shinigami like He can make that work. So like that's luck to your advantage versus I'm going to roll run one through six and I'm going to get a weapon based on that number. And then that's it. I have to deal with that. That's that's the key difference between luck dependent and luck advantage power systems. And this right here is luck advantage because he literally gets to see the luck. Like I have to attack from 220 degrees northwest. And once he does like a cascade of like coincidences will happen and it'll be the best outcome for the attacker. These stands are getting wild, I would say. More abstract, ethereal. But to your, to your question, am I not getting burnt out a bit by this? And I would say a little every time I go into a JoJo season or part. But they seem to do enough to keep things marginally fresh each time. And like keep incremented slowly on the, on the formula. That's where I'm at <sighs> at, at that. Oh, you're going to have to... Lounge contrarian yeah, lounge you know. right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: All right, hit me with
1: it. Hit me with it. It just I don't know. Um, I guess like I- I'm looking for another shift from like a humon to stand. Just like it feels like how many seasons are we gonna see stands and like Probably the rest of them. I mean, is it even like fun for him anymore to come up with this shit? Like I, I'm bored watching it. How can he not
0: be bored making like just more wild shit? Do you know what I mean? I do, but he seems to have a knack for it and it's kind of his skill set. Right? I mean, that's that's like literally he's his bread and butter has been these interesting psychic-centric mind battles between users and their absolutely oblong abilities like like this it's very very fringe and weird but I've heard you in the past okay. Mr. G- well, you've said that you like a varied power system with a lot of different effects and powers. Where is Jojo not meeting you there? Because there's like
1: zero established like there's no established like, mean, let's just say like they're just all over the place and i think the worst part is like you have to just beat your head against these bad guys to get anywhere like the progress is entirely determined based on like how you do versus all these random fucking things but like honestly if you really really think about it like the the main cast of any of these seasons should die instantly just because of how ridiculous these these like stands are getting to where it's like there's no fucking way you would figure that shit out and that's part of it too like zombie guy mm -hmm. was invisible and had like a cast of invisible corpses that was somehow just like walking through their their defenses and it's just like they lose
0: like i'm sorry we literally saw an invisible dead bird corpse peck out a jugular of a of one of the core characters out of her neck and to your point and i'm yeah, sorry is she alive fu- uh yes very oh, much so weird yeah yeah very That's much kind of so. what
1: i'm saying is so a problem
0: that, that is a bit of a gripe is that it against all uh like the, that might be part of maybe where i'm getting tired of it is that i already know like even by part three i know joe tro is pulling through i know joe's case pulling through i know jonah's pulling through i know jolene's gonna pull through because nothing new under the sun there is that if you are really going to your point, when you say a little bit with my hero academia, we got to start killing some of these fucking kids off. Like that kind of is. I, I, yeah. That ad that actually adds stakes, like make it actually seem like my core cast could die. And the, lately, the couple seasons, the characters that have died and eh, part five, I actually kind of felt, I, I guess I felt a bit for part six, but it still made me th- didn't make me think that they're actually truly in danger, danger, if that makes sense. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's a little bit like the the Dragon Ball Z paradox, right? You've got these characters that are supposedly getting infinitely stronger versus enemies who are infinitely stronger. But it like still, for some reason, feels like they're safe no matter what.
0: You know what I mean? And, I, and that's well, kind of like four way four ways a menu of options to come back to life essentially right or but be i mean like maybe there's uh, here's
1: the other thing why the fuck can't our main cast use any of these like these like bs ways to resurrect
0: i think it's Dio because Dio, can use. Dio is vampiric i think that's I why it's like it feels like i'd be like all right fuck it i'm gonna become a vampire then bitch that's what i'm saying why don't you just become a vampire that's <laughs> actually genuinely kind of an interesting thought. Why wouldn't you just become a vampire if Dio's that strong? Um, Here's something that I wanted to to
1: bring up as like a possible, I guess, pivot to the series that I would really like. Sure. Because I think it would actually play to his strengths immensely. So, episode, I want to say it was 13, that was the first one. The first one
0: of the second part. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Was actually like really grotesque and disgusting with the zombie guy. Like, there was bugs everywhere. There was all this, like, kind of, like, horror-type element.
0: I was going to bring that up, too. Why doesn't
1: he just, like, make a horror season instead? Because he he likes these, like, really abhorrent, grotesque, like, frankly, like visceral visuals in this in this show
0: honestly i
1: think he would pop the fuck off
0: if he did a horror season i was gonna bring that up because i feel more so than most the lean into the body horror that you might see in something like a baki or maybe a re-zero would it worked so well here it was the visuals are visceral netflix doesn't really you know, def- it, they basically don't censor anything. And it really led to a uniqueness from a visual standpoint for this part and, uh, amongst even others. And like, there was literally one where a guy gets twisted up. It's like Junji Ito shit. Right. Twisted up so much into like a bucket and he just can't get out now because his bones and muscles have been rearranged as a spring like configuration. So he's literally all his bones and muscles are all broken in a pile in this dude's body and he springs himself into a bucket can't get out and he's just left to basically starve like holy fuck <laughs> well like even what happened with um the
1: guy I was just talking about mac uh sports maximum sports Max- oh yeah sports maximum. like being trapped in a pipe and drowning is in like sewage water is like pretty much i think probably a pretty solid fear that people have that's the Augusta gloop way to go from Willy Wonka. That's how. Well, that he would just eat a, all the chocolate. Damn. It, 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 he can't drown. Fun. He can't drown. He
0: can only become stronger. <laughs> <laughs> He'll become the gloop monster. Yep. But to yeah, to your point, I actually found that to be a highlight of the series. Why doesn't he make a horror um, season? This might be the closest we're going to get. This felt pretty horror at times. More so than others in the past have. Others have felt thrilling. This one felt like fucking horror. And maybe maybe this is something I thought of, too. This might be a really good thing about streaming jails is because if we were to get this on a Crunchyroll or a Verve or something like that, I don't think we'd be able to see the uncensored version. If that's something that people do or don't care about is up for y'all interpretation. But I've seen earlier parts of Jojo on like Crunchyroll and like Verve and stuff always censored, always censored pretty heavily. Netflix didn't pull any punches and it definitely elevated kind of like the true realization of the horrors and the damage that these stands can cause in their wake. I found that to be interesting.
1: Well, I'm not sure. Like, are you sure they were actually censored?
0: Uh, no, I'm, I'm sure they were uncensored.
1: No, I mean like the other ones that you've seen.
0: Uh, yes, yes, because they do what
1: specifically,
0: um, very famous one i would say it's i want to say it's in part four there is a rat that can cube people yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and i when i watched it on Crunchyroll, roll it was basically like a black like a black fade over it and you can't actually see it oh this however no fade no nothing if you want to see a body coiled into a spring I, I thought like, like iggy had like a really disturbing way of going uh and he might have but i don't remember seeing it because i think it was censored Maybe, may, and some of this stuff maybe wasn't. Uh, that's what I'm saying, right? Is that, that there is some censorship. I guess I'm like, I'm still,
1: you know, back to our censorship episode. Yeah, right. I'm still baffled that people are like censoring like horror type aspects or like like uh, gore. It's just pretty weird to me. That's an American like,
0: way of thinking, I think. We, we well, just we totally don't f-
1: censor gore for shit. I think it's totally fine, I guess, in some regards to censor some of the sex stuff, but like. Sure. It's not realistic to be like, well, somebody saw someone turn a guy's body into a spring,
0: so they're going to do that. You know, they literally can't. Oh, so you think that the the matter of censorship in these cases is to prevent emulation? I don't of know that behavior.
1: Who the fuck knows why they do what they know. do? But I would guess that's like they're they're like, it's probably like the Columbine thing. Like, oh, they listen to metal music, so that's why they shot. They up. played
0: video games. Yeah.
1: They played call or what was it at that time? Probably like Medal of Honor Pacific or it, something. At that time, I think it was called
0: like the OG Grand Theft Auto, like GTA one or two,
1: which like nobody Is, like, these days could watch that and be like, yeah, I know what happened in that <laughs> game.
0: But yeah, the long tangent short that this season if you you can only really watch it on Netflix or you want to sail high seas, sure, but it does not pull punches visually. It doesn't obscure anything, and I think that really lands to the true effect of not just Iraqis visual storytelling, but also the impact that these stands have on both other stand users and pedestrians. So, would you be down for a uh, Iraqi sponsored? horror season yes the man understands kind of and it's not just gore Uh, either was in like salem or something that's what i'm saying it's he doesn't just understand horrors of like the body or like physical slasher horror he understands some real existential threat bullshit like he you know the whole thing with only remember three memories is literally a prison of your own mind and there were others that were doing shit that like i didn't I just did not see coming. And um, I'm trying to think of the other one that's really, really good. It was the one right before that. Yes, it was um, Yayama. I believe, right?
1: I believe so. Yes. But you so, haven't said anything yet, so it's hard right. for me yes, to... Yes,
0: the little green guy who basically no, would... green baby. Green baby. I want to say. So before that was the green guy that was pilot piloting them... It was D and G's uh, stand that. Oh, would be that's really- Yo Yama. Yo, Yo, Yo Ma, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, little green guy. There was a stand literally called Green Baby. So yes, fair. Yeah. Oh, that's that's totally fair. It's literally called Green Baby. Um, that stand is super super kind to you, and then will slowly attack you with its saliva. Yeah, yeah. The acidic
1: spit I mean, shit.
0: It's so acidic, it'll literally just like pass through you. But it gets like real close to you, real assuming, and attacks when you aren't looking as a trigger. It's fully automated. But Green Baby is also existentially weird because... Because it's just like the Sour Patch Kids. First they're naughty, and then they're nice. And then they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yo, one, yes, because it was a very kind baby there for a moment. But... <laughs> the reverse Sour Patch <laughs> Kids. First they're naughty, then they're nice, and then they're... You know, absorbed into a dude, I guess, (laughs) into a priest, I guess. No, that was Green Baby. Yeah, it was Green Baby. I know. I'm talking about Green Baby now. Okay, Um, Green Baby had the stand where basically the closer you get to the baby itself, the shorter and smaller you get into infinity. And Jolene had the bright idea to jump at it from the sky. So it had; she had no choice but to keep getting closer. So it's the, um, it's an old Greek like phil- philosophy, like kind of excerpt or something. Is that like in a race you can only go to halfway, and then you go halfway of the remaining distance, and then halfway the remaining distance, so on and so forth. And it's you never win the race; you never cross the finish line. You are infinitely looping in smaller and smaller distances. The baby's doing the same thing, but with size, which is awesome. You get infinitely smaller and never reach the baby. What a fucking wild concept. Yeah. And I'm, in, that is horror. That's like some Ant Man shit.
1: I mean, they could have figured out like, you know the secret of the universe, though. Like, get down into one of those, you know, atoms quids or whatever they call them.
0: They they do not have that kind of wrinkles, my guy. Yeah, they should have though. They're like, what if we just keep? Yeah, let's just go into the hey, quantum fuck realm. It, let's find out. Dude, you guys want to like go to the quantum realm today, <laughs> dude? Yes, like obviously, I've been wanting to go for so long. Is that the one next to the Taco Bell? Yeah. Quantum Realm Taco Bell uh, sponsored sponsored Quantum Realm sponsored by Baja Blast and Taco <laughs> Bell. <laughs> Nothing quenches a nice little trip to the Quantum Realm like a Baja Blast and a beefy five. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so stands absolutely love them here. David Production did a good job in the visuals, I'd say. um But they do this thing where it's basically stop motion graphics and then it's sakuga every once in a while so they have budget to spare um but they make they, they keep it true to Iraqis form and visuals so i i'm i am very happy with the with the visuals of this um yeah i think music still pops off pops hard i think
1: overall i still like the prison kind of aesthetic but i'm not necessarily a fan of the direction i guess he went Okay, I still would have been way way more interesting, and just like a like a full series of a prison break would have been more interesting to me.
0: Yeah, and I honestly, again, this might be kind of similar to our uh, part one. I,
1: just quickly, and Hermes yes. getting thrown in prison just to get revenge. I was just like, "Fuck off!"
0: <laughs> I was going to bring up that up as my main major gripe, but to to what we said in part one is that we needed the second part of this part six to actually give us okay this is verifying or justifying the direction we'd like it to go i think this final chunk is gonna be that for you like you wanted an actual prison break i think we're gonna get there um but uh my major gripe with this is the supporting cast around this this part's jojo is just real weak shit guys like it's not i wanted more out of them i felt a bit for ff a little bit i liked her character of exploring what it means to be intelligent and sentient and her conclusion of making memories and having mental persistence is a big reason for that wow don't care about her okay but i that was the only one i think i gave a shit about um i didn't care about Emporio weather whatever what a report was a plot device which pissed me off heavy i was talking to Patbot, and he's like dude i literally forgot his name because he would one of the coolest fucking stands, he's storm for X Men. He'd be uh, fucking alpha level, bro. He, he'd be omega he'd be level. Omega. He could be a fucking omega level, and um, he just isn't because he's not in it. He's just Anastasia. Isn't. I thought boring. Kind of the, his one trick was funny for exactly thirty seconds. Yeah, and then I was done with it. Like I was like, oh, who else sucks? Uh, <laughs> um, I I didn't hate hermes's like they gave her backstory but i throwing yourself in prison for five years to avenge your sister it's just like is ridiculous why don't lie. you just
1: wait for the guy to come out of prison because he was he was only in there for tax fraud and he would be out in literally five i think easy done so like i gotta question her like sanity that's the thing right also is- like I mean, maybe it's just, like, something that they know in the world, but how are you possibly just, like, expecting to be able to get into the men's ward?
0: Yeah, well, we do see that they are, you know, cops are cool with being paid off and shit. There's so
1: many fucking bodies now in this stupid prison. Like, how is, like, I don't know.
0: Oh, the disciplinary ward battle was
1: it's just how's the a, governor not like hey uh
0: so <laughs> how did you drop 30 yeah. percent of all prisoners yesterday? <laughs> like what the fuck happened <laughs> so yeah there's, there's a lot of things that are definitely just glossed over is not other gripe it, is that it, well it's just
1: like stuff you have like you literally have to suspend your disbelief and which be, like and they're is, not just
0: they're not just asking they're forcing yeah you. which like, is
1: like okay and like sometimes that is a fine plot like, I guess, device. Yeah. But, like, in this case, it's just, like, okay, there's been so many deaths. Like, how... Like, is the warden a bad guy? Like, we don't really know, I don't we, think.
0: We really genuinely don't know, but he pops up, like, twice in the first part of this part six, and then never again in part two. Yeah, like... Ever. Okay. Like like <laughs> so, yeah, he seemed to be important off the rip. And, then, like I said, the other gripe is that you just have to be okay with going... it's It's, like... I don't know the analogy here is like it's almost like Iraqi is like Apple in a way like this is the way we do things. It's pretty good and the majority of the community loves it. But y- this is how it's going to get done. So deal with it or just don't watch. Don't don't partake in this. Um, and that could be fine. That can be fine. And I think for the, mo- the most part, the community does love the Iraqi formula for Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. And I think part six. He's learning. The one thing I will say in the disciplinary ward, you know, the common trope that you have a sea of normal ass people and some guy comes out of nowhere with the most fucked up, ridiculous outfit of all time. And you're like, that's the stand user. Yeah, I know exactly. That's it. He did a little bit of subverting here where the disciplinary ward Jolene was sent to because basically four other stand users were sent there because our main baddie wanted to just off her there. And it made a lot of sense, actually. When all the doors came open, there was like eight or nine people that came out with really unique designs and only three of them, four technically that, yeah, came out as stand users. The other four were just fodder. He subverted our expectation to keep us in the dark as much as Jolene about who's the stand users by using that own trope against us. He literally designed a bunch of characters that could look like stand users because he knows the trope that he has set up. I do think he's evolving and subverting. I don't want you to take this the wrong way. You can,
1: but I, I will. I think potentially you're reading into it a tiny bit. Like I think he just literally likes drawing characters that are fucking off the wall wild. And sure. he happened to have a very small like group of people and he's like you know what? <laughs>
0: but like he wasn't already designing more or less stand users than any other if any or anything he probably designed more for this part. Well but like, like fact I'll give you an, an example extra, early yeah. on
1: there's a that like I guess um, <laughs> I don't know how else to say this but the whore the whore. <laughs> the whore. Yeah, she but was she the whore. was like had like a interesting color on and like she was like a little bit out there
0: not like stan user level there was a guy there were people just like like random pieces to your point that's probably his original motive like yes i want to draw more fashionable characters with like weird ass fashion but i think it would be remiss to say that like you know he did it solely for that there wasn't any kind of visual decision there
1: that's all i just don't want to like give him too much credit because i
0: think (laughs) you is so salty with the rocky I just,
1: I genuinely think his story is like really dragging, like figure out what to do with it and go for it. Like we're getting the same story every season, just like changed a tiny bit. Last time it was the fucking arrow. Now it's this fucking bone all of a sudden. It's
0: it's literally changing over a hundred plus years. But it's not changing. That's the problem. Because it's the same fucking story. But it's the same
1: story. It's just not good enough. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I think I, I hear you. Yeah, I hear I'm what not, you're saying. I'm, but it's cut just, out,
0: I'm cutting out the bullshit. It's just not good for yeah. you. It's good for me. I'm I'm cool with it. I, I like seeing it because I like to see, you know, who is the next, and you always see how Rocky just makes the old one irrelevant. He did that with Joe Now it's uh, just uh, bad plot. I, I don't know, man. Okay, fine. Put your money where your mouth is. Out Can- of a hundo part six thus far with the first two parts that we have. So I would probably bump the first part, like part one,
1: whatever the fuck, part six, part one. Sure, sure. And knowing what I know now. Okay. Because I actually think it was better than this part. Okay. I would probably give this like 68. It was just like boring. I was bored. I'm so tired of the monster of the Week like stand user bullshit. I was going to give this one like a 79.
0: Like, that's basically I, the same score. I wouldn't say so so. what did I say. Uh, you said 68.
1: Yeah, let's make it a 69.
0: <laughs> nice, nice, dude. <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah, see what that's saying? Get it on the books, yeah. write it down. Um, uh, but I, I was gonna say, there, I would say it could very well be a solid 80 um, for me. I think that's less than what I gave part one. Um, I liked kind of in your mode that I knew part one was gonna just get better once in hindsight once i had more info that's how hindsight fucking works um (laughs) this part uh there's a lot that i liked the stand usage was was great the visuals were on point thank you for david production for actually doing it and didn't do a one punch man season two um and (laughs) i'm just bitching out because i know it's not it's it's a high horse or a a hill i'm dying on and i shouldn't but um (laughs) But uh, yeah, there there were some there were some elements I really liked. I like the confined jail space usage, like the disciplinary ward uh, kind of battle royale scenario was quite an interesting use of the space in the location to make a lot of stand users confront each other all at once. And you had that high octane stuff, which my shonen schmuck brain, the the smooth part of my brain definitely lights up at that. So, you know, uh, is it perfect? No, 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 no. I, I think this is a very weak supporting cast. Um, but i like the i like jolene is a jojo honestly she's up there
1: yeah i mean she, i don't really have problems with her to be honest um she just feels like she's in a vacuum trying to carry the whole damn thing by herself i agree with that for yeah, sure yeah and i will say like like her sin is strong but it's, feels not as like world breaking as the last two Three, sorry, the last
0: three, yeah, right. Um, but we now have requiem concepts, we have stand upgrades. Hell, even Dio was like, I want to find what lies beyond a stand. And I think Giorno, being Dio's kid, has and his evolution has shown that there, there may be something to your point. We need to get stands out of here, but maybe there's something beyond it, there's something different. Um, I think there's gonna be like emerging of stand power and the user themselves. And they're just going to be their own, have their own power. There's no like extension of it. It's just them, you know, because Hammond's basically, that's where it all kind of started. How are
1: you going to like make crazy poses while you're fighting?
0: Damn, you know, I didn't even think about that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, clearly, honestly, it. that's on me. They, of course, stands. There. No, you are going to get two stands now. So you have a whole squad of. Just, oh, now we're talking. A whole squad of just people, just fucking posing. You know. Yeah, all these <laughs> Egyptian looking.
1: <laughs> pew, pew, <laughs> pew.
0: Yes. <laughs> back-breaking positions, but um, all in all, I, I think it's a great binge. I mean, it, it's, if you like JoJo, you are in for it. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be what you want. Um, but it does, I think, it does beg a question, is after six parts? Is this out, long for the world? Is it long for this world? From the manga standpoint, no, because there's only nine parts, right? Holy fuck, I did not know there was nine. There's nine parts. Um, I knew there's Steel Ball Run at some point. Yeah. Um, so basically, is this thing that Araki has made, it's, persisted since like the 80s i think or the 90s something like that um is that product still viable for a mainstream 2022 anime audience and that is an interesting thing that uh Uh, um, my caveat would be or addition addendum would be outside of the meme outside of the meme right can it without having the internet's eyes glued to it via meme right Meme recognition um is everyone is that a motherfucking jojo's reference right. like everyone says it even if they won't watch anime he's or is that enough? Is that enough for a show to be relevant and just remain the meme? I think it probably is enough, but yeah, I, right. But but for, is this is what we want for relevance. Right. It for, does not work for me. For us. If you want to discuss this with us, you can jump into our Discord, patreon.com slash Ubology. Want on up, get you into that Discord with all of the past guests and the lovely Patreon folk where we can talk about stuff like this. Is JoJo still viable? Does that formula feel one trick or is it evolving enough and quick enough for you? Um, you know, if you want to listen to anything else we've done, you're in the platform, my guys, just literally just pop over and hit any of the backlog. Uh, all of the links to where we post all of our stuff are in the description of anywhere you get your podcast fixed. We literally give you every option to find us everywhere because we like you that much. <laughs> Don't let Ethan tell you otherwise. We like you that much. I wouldn't say anything against Don't you. Don't listen to him. <laughs> But yeah, like, comment, subscribe, anywhere you do that thing. Um, and on Patreon, $3 and up, get you the syllabus, sidebar, the lo-fi, high vibe, sometimes anime, sometimes not, sometimes on hiatus, and sometimes visual show where we talk about life and things and stuff that may not make this show. But our intro, This, our if you liked our intro about us talking about our uh, food ordering snafus, then you're going to love the syllabus sidebar. Yeah, it's more like that. It's literally that. So we give you a little sneak peek for all y'all at home. Um think that's it unless you got anything else I should plug I think in. we're ready to rock thank you guys for watching and uh, listening in home yeah I think that's it I'm gonna go home and watch some good old football I thought you had a draft yes I'm gonna watch football during the draft oh because I'm a multi <laughs> I'm a multitasking god. you're a monster yeah but until I can basically <laughs> do every task all at once at the same time I'm Ricky and I'm Ethan and this is no evolution. Deuces. Deuces. deuces that is what's happening when we watch football. Yes, yes, yes.